Corey James stood beneath the bleak November sky and took one last look at her home. It was the final door to be closed on the only world she had known the past nine years. Her chin quivered, and her body trembled uncontrollably as she savored every familiar detail. Only two weeks before she had stood on this very spot, watching as the black Maxwell disappeared down the street until she could no longer see the white handkerchief her mother waved. Now she looked down the same street, wishing with all her strength for this to be a horrible nightmare from which she would awaken and see her parents returning. "'It's time to go, Corey. George James, her uncle, reached for her hand. But Corey clung desperately to Mrs. McPherson, a silent plea in her eyes, for she could not summon the words. "'Please, Corey, you have to be brave for me.' Mrs. McPherson stooped down as she struggled against her own tears. "'Your uncle is flesh-and-blood kinfolk, and he is taking you to your new home.' The rest of her words were lost when the child grabbed her around the neck, burying her face in the housekeeper's shoulder. Silently, the old woman prayed for the strength to send the girl on her way without breaking down completely. "'Mrs. McPherson, I'm sorry, but we really have to go.' George James implored, glancing at the taxicab parked at the curb. Ellie McPherson stood up, took a deep breath, and broke Corey's strong grip. Corey, dear, there is nothing for you here, child, and the sooner you leave, the better. Now pull yourself up straight and tall, no more tears, and go with your uncle. The last words she managed with a forced sternness to her voice. A tear glistened among Corey's thick black eyelashes, and Mrs. McPherson wiped it away with the corner of her apron. Corey was a miniature of her mother. Her black hair framed a round, cherubic face, and beneath the tightly closed eyes were saucer-like discs of deep blue. How many times those twinkling eyes had melted the housekeeper's resistance while she was trying to reprimand the girl for some wrongdoing! Not that Corey was a bad child. She had been pure pleasure, but like most children she needed an occasional prodding. Mrs. McPherson bent over Corey once again and placed a loving kiss on her forehead before gently turning her over to Mr. James. Lest there be any further protests, she hurried back to the house, knowing if she turned for a last look it would be her undoing. George James rubbed circles in his temples while he placed the child in the waiting taxicab as his mind replayed the confrontation with his wife. "'My brother and his wife were killed in an automobile crash last night.' He hesitated long enough for her to comprehend what he said. "'I have to go to Oklahoma and tie up all the loose ends.' Pausing again, he moved over to the bed and sat beside his wife. Lizzie, I will be bringing my niece back to live with us. He sat with his head bowed, waiting for the storm. A child? That's right, they had a child, Lizzie exclaimed. But George, we're not prepared for a child. I'm not prepared for a child. Can't she go someplace else? Do we have to take her? Her voice was a shriek. You know there are no other relatives. 
She's my brother's child, Lizzie. I can't turn my back on her. There was a hint of pleading in his voice. He noticed he was wringing his hands, so he willed himself to calm down. And how are you going to feed and clothe another person on your salary? We barely make ends meet as it is. The mocking hostility in her voice made him flinch. Who's going to be the one stuck with her all day while you're at work? I'll tell you who. Me! George knew the topic of money would come into this. Lizzie never missed a chance to let him know how unsuccessful he was. But this time he was prepared. My brother left the child well provided for, and it won't be that bad. It's not like she is a baby. She's nine years old. A light flickered behind Lizzie's gray eyes.